Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. And hello again. This is the Man Up Podcast. We're a spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys on a faith journey, and we invite you to be part of our conversation. We're coming to you from Sugarland, Texas, just southwest of Bayou City, Houston, and this is Podcast 180. And uh, taking time out from their Thanksgiving prep here in the Zoom room is our regular panel, uh, starting with our theologian without portfolio. He's a corporate trainer for a Fortune 100 <laughs> company, and he cooks up a great brisket. He's the professor, hey, Robert Koshu. Hey, <laughs> Sorry, Robert. Yay. <laughs> and and, and we've, we've got also our, our own local prosecutor and scuba enthusiast. He's a deep thinker and a deep diver. And he's the judge, Michael Cropper. How you doing, Mike? <laughs> All right. Thank, thank you, guys. And, thank uh, you. And taking it easy uh, in the panelist chair this week is our usual host, who who is recuperating and rehabbing back from his hip surgery. He's a writer, filmmaker, DJ, and our director and founder, Bill Cox. How you doing? Yeah. Bill? Hey, hey, Bill Cox. Hey, Great to be back, fellas. <laughs> And, and I'm Steve Titch. They uh, they claim I'm the producer of this podcast. Uh, and since Bill took my panelist seat, I'm I'm going to act as host today. I I am a retiring policy writer. I do some poker playing when there is no uh, quarantine in effect. Uh, and so, if you guys, before we start, would would indulge me a bit as as I take advantage of this position, I do want to talk a little about what's been going on for the for the past two weekends. I've been working on my son's uh, my son Nicholas his Eagle Project, and you know, you know, more accurately, I'm I'm part of a team, part of a team of adults and teenage boys. Uh, my son has assembled for this, and, and we've been working over the past three, a few weekends. We're not quite finished yet, and and I, I'm really proud of him. But I, I'm not really. It's not my intention to brag here. I, I just want to note how impressive it is to see a group of men working with younger men on a productive task, something larger than themselves. Now, you know, it's become pretty much the norm these days to disparage the Boy Scouts. Earlier this year in February, the, the New Republic, a, a, a major magazine, it published an opinion piece titled, Let the Boy Scouts Die Out Already. And wow. in that article, it called the organization, quote, morally bankrupt. Now, you know, your first response, my first response is to get angry when I see that. And then I realize anybody who says such a thing is profoundly ignorant. They're ignorant because the values of, of, of scouting are honesty, integrity, respect for others, respect for the environment, respect for oneself. And what I find fascinating, especially in this Eagle Project process, is that Boy Scouts give young men room to explore creative outlets for their talents. 
When a scout does an eagle project, they're creating positive creative, positive creative outlets. I, I want to make sure to put that in there. It's very positive creative outlets. I'm sorry, Steve. Positive creative, yes. Positive creative outlets. Oh, yes, because they're they're they now they're doing yeah they're they're creating they're creating something that that contributes to the community as well as gaining the experience. And this is this is such an enormous reward of turning something that existed in their imagination only as an idea into something that exists in the real world. And that is incredibly powerful, especially for a young man. Um, and, and it can't be taught in the classroom. It can't be taught by a, even a good parent cannot teach that. So, and I will, I'm not gonna be remiss. The Boy Scouts are dealing with a legacy of ignoring sexual abuse, uh, but it's not the only youth organization that's had this problem. I mean, you could argue women's gymnastics is having this, is in this exact same situation. And in both cases, what happened was atrocious and evil, but no one is gleefully, gleefully calling for an end to girls' gymnastics. Nobody's calling girls' gymnastics morally bankrupt. Um, and I'm gonna just finish with this. Um, I'm, you know, they've been predicting the death of the Boy Scouts for years. I, I went back, I found a Wired article in 2010, uh, 10 years ago, which asked, after 100 years, are the Boy Scouts still relevant? And in this article, uh, which was a lot more positive, uh, author Dave Banks, Dave Banks, and who, who in the article says he is an Eagle Scout himself, he writes, and, and this is really important for men, which, I, which is why I, I want to read this here, scouting emphasizes a strong bond between boys and their families. In many cases, this is exemplified by the relationship between boys and their fathers, who are most often volunteers for the program. The traditional arrangement provides an ideal opportunity for boys to step away from their daily routine and not only learn core scouting skills like orienteering, cooking, or first aid, but also skills outside the scouting curriculum, like negotiating the pitfalls of adolescence and growing to become men. Scouting provides a conduit, whether it's a weekend-long campout, a two-week backpacking trek, or just a weekly meeting where interaction with teenagers and their fathers is mandatory, an occurrence that's sometimes difficult for many families at home. And I think at the end of the day, that is why scouting will endure. Its values um, are the values of many, many more people, many, many more families than those of the, those, than there are detractors. I would Those just are like my to, thoughts. Yeah, go. I, I would just I, I'm chime, chime in. in. I'd <laughs> like to chime in real quick that uh, I was not, I, I was uh, only briefly a Boy Scout, but I was a Cub Scout for many years. And I don't have any brothers. It's more and more imperative that scouting and organizations like this give people the opportunity to go and get out and do something outside of the family where they are allowed to be with other other mentors and doing things that are different from what you would typically do. Now, we, because we live in basically in subdivisions, um, all of us, this would be uh, something for a boy to be able to get out 
out of the subdivision and do something out and experience the wild is excellent. In my case, I went from being a farmer, which I was always outside and did something that was a, that was different, but it was still outside. And it was excellent. It was an excellent growth opportunity. Um, I, 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 I thought it was, uh, it, it, my experience was outstanding. I highly recommend it to anybody. So super quick. So I got to put some caveats on. Number one, um, both my children were in scouts. Neither made Eagle. So I am very much saluting Nicholas. Um, oldest son made Life Scout, um, got involved in getting ready for his legal career. So was not able to complete it. Younger son made it to second class. He was one of those boys in scouts who he didn't care about the advancement stuff and all that. He just liked to go camping once a month. So he went camping once a month and never advanced. Um, I was a troop leader, everything from charter org rep to, believe it or not, a training coordinator at one point and a scouting assistant scoutmaster and camping coordinator for a Cub Scout pack. So I have a long history. I led a lot and, of that. And you came by thing. last Saturday. You were by last Saturday. <laughs> yeah, and, and I came by two weeks ago for a couple of hours. I gave him a couple of tools. And I had a couple of free hours. And and I'm going to say I was highly motivated to come help and pay attention and and watch what was going on because my mom lives at the assisted living facility that they're building it for. So, and, and Steve is 100% correct. Uh, boys need an outlet with other boys. Scouting has taken it on the chin, not only from this, the sex abuse scandal, which I totally agree with Steve, 100% wrong. Most of it is very, very old. The most recent cases that people are talking about were in the early, early 90s. I guarantee you by the time my kids were involved, starting around... 97, I think, 98, I'd have to really think hard about what year, somewhere in there, trust me, there was so much youth protection training going on, and the can't ever be alone with, had to have two adults anytime you were with any boy, no boys in your tent, no boys in the showers, I mean, none of, none of what a lot of us in our generation would have just considered normal things. Mm. Um, were not allowed, you know, in Boy Scouts at that point. But Boy Scouts were taken on the chin, A, because part of the Boy Scout belief is a belief in God. And people were like, well, what if I'm an atheist? Well, you can't be a scout. Well, you mean I can't be a scout? I don't believe in God. It just says a belief in God. It doesn't say, it does not try to define that. You know, it, it's very, very loose on how that definition works it's it's basically the recognition of god and a higher power as part of the boy scout faith and or boy scout oath and that but steve's also right it teaches tons and tons and tons of great character and team building and one of the things that i'm hopped i was hopped up on scouts about and both my kids did really well in this so first of all both of my boys can actually cook because of scouts not because of anything i did but because of scouts, they can actually cook. The second thing is, is it is all about leadership with Boy Scouts. It is not about camping and outdoors, although that's a big part of it. The camping yeah. and the outdoors yeah. part yeah. Is, a, is a means to an end. And the end is leadership and what it means to be a good citizen and what it means to take responsibility for your stuff. Men mm -hmm. need those interactions with other men 
and that is an outlet that the Boy Scouts provide. And that's that's one thing we talk about a lot here on Man Up. I kind of circle it back when we get started on our lesson, if <laughs> nobody minds. But that's one thing we always talk about is in today's society, everything is the, the attack on the Boy Scouts in my mind was not an attack. It, they're using the sex abuse stuff like the Catholic Church and the other pieces, because like you said, Steve, no one's calling for an end to women's gymnastics. Yet they have, or or here, I'll tell you this. There is a, a college football program that by all rights and tensions and everything else should have been given the death penalty by how it handled everything. And that's Penn State. And it just kind of, Joe, Joe Pye was just kind of run off. They tore his statue down. They stripped his records away. So it's not officially his records anymore. But that's really the only punishment they got. You know, mm. this is more an attack on well, a well Joe Sandusky is in jail for the rest of his life. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's okay. Except but, but Sandusky, I'm talking yes. about the program itself. Yes, the pro- I'm talking about the program itself. Mm-hmm. The program yeah. got off. You know, the and, mm-hmm. most of the scoutmasters who who were busted are in jail. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that. I know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. And a lot, most of the Catholic priests that were found out are in jail. Mm-hmm. You know, but the attack on the organizations is designed around faith-based organizations and and I'll consider the scouts a quasi faith-based because they do profess the belief in God, but they specifically aim at men. Mm-hmm. And this is something men need that outlet and men need that peace to recognize that there is a difference between the genders and boy mm-hmm. scouts help emphasize that. But, but, th- but this is, and this is part of the reason we do men up is because we need a place of faith where men can talk about men issues and what it needs to be a man because there are fewer and fewer and fewer of those places for anyone to do that so mm-hmm. sorry <laughs> okay we're but we're gonna well we'll move on um thanks for your comments and support we uh are in a uh, are in the connect 360 series um this current study is called living in the spirit righteousness peace and joy it's a deep dive into the idea of turning one's life over to the Holy Spirit, something we really must do as Christians, but it is often really hard, especially for men. Just as I said last week, so much of our self-esteem and value and identity comes through being able to take control and, and be the master of our situation. Nothing, you know, I'm going to make sure everything goes well. You want that. That's, that's what people look to you for. But it's, it's, you know, it's not always the case. Sometimes the guy who's in most control, who appears to be most control, is really the most out of control. Um, so why don't we just go right to the reading? Uh, since we spent a little time on the Boy Scouts and then pick up the discussion there, uh, we're, we're going to talk about Ephesians uh, chapter 4, 25 through 32. Uh, I'll turn it over to Bill for our reading. Ephesians 4, 25 through 32. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehoods and speak truthfully to your neighbor. For we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, do something useful and their own with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but 
only what is helpful for, for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Thank you. Boy, if there was ever a man up lesson, <laughs> oh. this is it, guys. Okay. Right? Ray has read brawling. We have brawling. <laughs> well, and 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 I we'll, call this we'll, a man up lesson, guys. We'll be back to brawl uh, in just a moment. <laughs> You're listening to the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. It's brought to you by Man Up Media. I'm Pastor Chris Busher, and hey, I know these guys. Their podcast is gritty, authentic, and unexpectedly funny. You can find them on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Facebook, under Man Up, and all other podcasts are archived on SoundCloud and now even on Pray.com app. They're not pastors, but they're very reliable, regular guys, and that's why their No Church Answers tour movement is growing so fast. So for The Uncommon Man by Equally Uncommon Men, contact ManUp at www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. And now back to the podcast and fellows of Man Up. Welcome back. We're going to discuss uh, Ephesians chapter four, verses 25 through 32. Bill just read it. And uh, Mike, uh, you're ready. You look all ready for this. So I'm going to go to you. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, uh, Steve, I, I, I'm I was looking at how is the Holy Spirit involved in this? This is a very, very different way we're approaching him. Right. And I think you mentioned that first, Steve. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. First of all, the most of the things we've covered in the book is covering the Holy Spirit. Um, a couple of positive th things he does for us, folks. Uh, the Holy Spirit is a helper. He teaches and reminds us of Christ. The Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin. Uh, you may think that's negative, but in, in a way that's really positive because it brings the world to Christ. It brought each of us to Christ, caused us to, to serve him. Uh, the Holy Spirit dwells in us, lives us, draws us closer to God. He's a source of our revelation, wisdom, and power. Uh, the Holy Spirit guides us in all truth, including knowledge of what is to come. Uh, John 16, 13 says, because he, bought, he guides believers into all truth. And uh, the Holy Spirit gives us the spiritual gifts. And we mentioned these things a whole bunch, but these are all positive things are uh, spoken in a positive way from the scriptures. He gives us wisdom. The uh, knowledge, the utterance of knowledge, faith, gift of healing, work in miracles, prophecy, the ability to distinguish other spirits and between spirits, we call that discernment, various kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues. He also gives us a fruit, or if we follow those things he gives us, it produces in us a fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And of course, the last week, I believe we covered the Holy Spirit as a seal of the lives and the believers. When he's in our lives, he seals us and gives us confirmation that we belong to God. And then the Holy Spirit helps us in Christian weakness and intercedes in prayer for us. Uh, what I have here, yeah, how in the world can we do something or why would we even allow ourselves to do something which would grieve the Holy Spirit? Of course, Bill wrote all those things. 
do not, do not, do not, do not, do not, and do these things, do these things, do these things. But anyway, the, uh, the, the specific details in there, yeah, don't lie. Be careful when you get angry, don't sin. All these things, to me, are just directed at us guys. I mean, you, you can't be more clear than this as, as examples for what we preach, teach, how we live our lives at work and what we do, whether you're gambling, writing uh, policies for your company, Robert, whether you're teaching them, uh, I imagine you teach many, many men in the company uh, ways and, and uh, I guess educate the policy and everything. Whatever we do, we have to remember these things. And, and, and what do we do? We rely on the Holy Spirit to guide us and teach us and lead us in this direction. So uh, I'm sure we're going to talk more about the details and how we can grieve the Holy Spirit because Paul goes into great details here. I'll pass it back to you, Steve. Any thoughts to either Bill or Robert? Yeah, yeah I just I just wanted to uh, be real quick on this. Um, there, there's two different ways really kind of look at this. Uh, be kind, compassionate, and forgiving. Um, that is kind of like I feel that is instructions for us. I mean, yeah. as individually. However, I think as men, and particularly we're thought to be leaders and we should want to be leaders and mentors and stuff. At times, being compassionate and forgiving is not an effective way to be a leader. There's there's other ways that you have to, and, and I'm, probably Robert would be a good person for me to to go ahead and to yield to on this but because that's not always the way to lead someone and 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 with that I mean I I like the lesson I don't necessarily agree with the lesson wow. I'll, and I'll just leave it with that <laughs> Robert oh I like this yeah, got it got it yeah so so Bill's right uh actually that that's not the way to lead and I'm gonna go tackle the grief part a little bit so yeah. first of all when when you look at the grieving so there's four ways I did a little research there's four ways the book brings this part out that we actually can quote unquote offend the Holy Spirit or move against the Holy Spirit we can rebel against the Holy Spirit meaning that we can just totally say whatever and go do it. We can quench the Holy Spirit. And the, the Greek word that's used there is really kind of interesting. Um, it, so the, the first reference is from Isaiah 63.10. The second one is 1 Thessalonians 5.19. I have to read my handwriting. And the idea there is a fire hose on a fire. That basically you turn a fire hose on to drown out the Holy Spirit. The Acts 751, right? Yeah, says you can resist the Holy Spirit. So you can just kind of, no, 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 no. And then the last one, the one we're talking about is Ephesians 430, and it's talking about grieving the Holy Spirit. And how do you grieve the Holy Spirit? Grieving the Holy Spirit is really doing the things that are against the path and ways of God. And so I'm going to recommend everyone go listen to podcast 138 colossians 3 1 through 9 we cross-reference galatians 5 16 through 21 which we'll go back into at some point um after that is galatians 5 22 through 24 i think maybe 26 
that are the fruit of the spirit. But before that, and we referred to those as the weeds of the world. And how do you keep <laughs> the weeds out of your garden? The weeds so go of look the at, go listen to podcast 138. We, we had a great discussion on it. I remember yeah. that. That's why I went to look it up. I'm like, oh, we talked about this somewhere along the way. I remember this. But that, and, and with Bill, I kind of, sometimes Bible study writers are apt to want to take something they want to do and they find a scripture and then they hammer it in place to make it do what they want it to do. I think this series is one of those that sometimes the author, I feel like he does, he's trying to do that a little bit. Right. I want to dial it back it <laughs> though, because it's not the, I mean, the author does say a few things here, but it's Paul who writes, you know, in, in the imperative, the command form in verse uh, 32, be kind, compassionate, be kind and compassionate to one another and forgiving. Um, now, are we talking? I'm going to go back to Bill because Bill kind of gave a boom, no church answer right there. Uh, and and uh, there are probably listeners who say, yeah, I agree with him. Um, but so when when you say, you know, there are times where you can't be kind, I think I agree with that to an extent. Um, you can't always sugarcoat everything. Um, there are other parts of the Bible where Jesus says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Be direct. Um, and Paul talks about being direct um, and being you know, straight to the point. And, some, and so sometimes that can definitely come across as unkind, especially with people. There are people who have direct personalities and it, it, that is sometimes misread. Uh, but I do want to I, I, I want to ask Bill about more, you know, is there a time really where where you need to be unkind or, um, you know, maybe a little less on the compassion or forgiving department? Um, legitimately, when when yeah. should we when should we when when do we should we go against this advice? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm reminded of, do you guys remember the movie, The Dirty Dozen? Yeah. And do you remember? Great movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. It's a great man movie. And at the very beginning, when Lee Marvin, who was Major Reisman, meets up with the 12 Dirty Dozen that he's going to have to train and take into, into a behind-the-lines operation. And it reminds me a lot of my relationship with my dad, who actually did look like Lee Marvin and Major Reisman, and my sisters and I. My sisters, being that there were four of them, there was only one of me. We weren't actually the dirty dozen. You could count us the, like the dirty five. But I was definitely the Franco of that particular group. And when Franco doesn't march, Lee Marvin says, <clears throat> and why don't you march? And he goes, <clears throat> because I've got a pain. And he goes, please tell me where it is and tell me correctly. And then he pulls him aside and he says, look, you little bastard, you either march or I beat your brains in. And Franco tries to attack him, and Lee Marvin, Major Reisman, does attack him and lays him out. And then the rest of them march like they never did. 
very good example of man and man leadership. My dad was a Christian guy. I'm not going to say that he ever, I mean, I certainly was whipped on a regular basis, corporal punishment. The, the rod was never spared at my house, but he loved me and he knew that the lessons that he taught me that way were lessons that I would never forget. And I think there's so much time, especially, and I'll, I'll throw this guy out to this term out, the increased feminization of men in this particular society is the fact that they don't have strong mentors, father figures, or leaders in their life and it continues down this road of feminization. And you don't particularly hear men complain about that. You hear women complain about that, how men are no longer men. Mike, <clears throat> Mike. Yeah, yeah, I'm listening. So what I'm looking at though, I'm, I'm looking at the majority of our scriptures here and, and, and what Paul tells us is, is, is stuff we've looked at from the Ten Commandments, from the Old Testament, you name it. it. I mean, first of all, we know this, but for whatever reason, he has chosen to reemphasize to the Ephesians, uh, don't steal, don't lie. Uh, if you're, if, if, uh, get a work, go to work, get a good job, uh, earn enough to help other people as well as yourself, or at least help them with labor. Uh, when you speak, encourage, give good advice, give advice that people who are listening, when you're giving it to somebody, those people around can listen and benefit from the advice you give. Uh, stop anything that grieves the Holy Spirit. Now, what, the only time I see at the end there where he mentions be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other as Christ and God gave us, I, I think you could take that out of context because uh, I'll tell you what, the Lord knows I've sinned a number of times and God has graciously forgiven me and he wants us to extend that to other people, I think. I don't think he wants you to be a pansy. I, 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 I think, would agree. I absolutely okay, is that, agree. Does that come across right, Bill? Does that make sense? Well, and, and I'm going right. to throw this out. So, <laughs> I love the word. I haven't so, heard that word in a long time. So, I'm yeah. So, I'm sorry. And that's a flower. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so at, at one time I was in a, I was a part-time youth minister at a church in Pasadena called Golden Acres. So it sounds like a nursing home in Pasadena, Texas, that yeah. was on Pansy Street, and we had pink stationery. No kidding. Just saying, but <laughs> I digress. <laughs> I digress. But Jesus was not. And I used the wimp. He wasn't a wimp. So he was a carpenter. So my my picture of Jesus is not uh, the guy that played him in Jesus of Nazareth, the TV miniseries. That's always the quintessential person I think of as playing Jesus, you know, with the kind of the, the wave hair thing going and the red and white robe, you know, and. And he looks all pretty and is no, the guy was a Middle Eastern guy. So he probably had dark skin. He probably, his hands were probably all, Bill, what's the term I'm looking for here? Right. Well, from working outside all the time with wood, with wood. Right. Yeah. You know, and so that was his profession. 
And then look at what he did in the temple, not once, but twice. He went and basically threw the guys who were changing money out of the temple. And just to be super, super clear, and this is the high, super high level, they were set up in was the court of the Gentiles and the women, which were the only place that Gentiles and women were allowed to go to worship. So it wasn't like they were set up outside. They were set up, they were performing a valuable service. His problem was where they were. They were in the area that certain people could only worship in. The tad amount to it for us would be if somebody set up their bookstore inside the sanctuary and we're selling, we have artists periodically at our church that, uh, matter of fact, our Christmas program is coming up and Laura Story, Christian performer is going to be performing. Stephen Curtis Chapman was recently at our church and performed. And it would be the equivalent of them setting up their record sales in the sanctuary and selling them during church service. <laughs> you know, like doing the money exchange there. And he wasn't gentle about it. You know, on, on the one of them, it tells us he took five pieces of leather, tied them all together, made a whip, and basically whipped them out of the sanctuary. So, yeah, and, and, and I'm kind of with you, Bill. I think, are you compassionate? Yes. And, and is that, there, there are times that's the right style of leadership. But there's also a point in time where you have to be the direct person that looks at somebody and says, look, here's what I need you to do and you're not doing it. So we're going to have to figure out how we fix you, fix the problem, or you're going to have to go somewhere else. And, and I think where leaders fail is A, they want to either be super compassionate all the time, and that just breeds bad employees and a bad leader eventually. Or you get the leaders who that is their go-to, that it's time to fire, I don't care, and they don't want to have any of those other conversations. And I think you have to have both styles. And it's a mix, and it's knowing when to use each one of them. I am very big into what's called situational leadership, where you pick which leadership style you need for that particular person as you go through it. And, and I think there is big scriptural support for all of those. We'll be back to talk about Ephesians 4, 25 through 32, and these issues of characteristics we should avoid and characteristics we should foster in just a moment. You are listening to the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. Originating out of Sugarland, Houston, Texas, USA, it's the faith-based man podcast that women enjoy too. Called authentic, timely, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been encouraging and entertaining audiences since 2016 and continues to be one of the fastest growing shows in its segment. Want to book a speaker, show, or post a comment? Go to Man Up on Facebook or our website, www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. And now back to the No Church Answers Tour and the fellows of Man Up. We're back. Uh, this is Man Up. Uh, we are discussing, as I mentioned before, Ephesians 4. 25 through 32. Uh, just for just taking aside for a minute, you can uh, find us on Twitter and Facebook uh, and our own website, manupspiritualoasis.com. Uh, our 
our podcasts are archived, all of them on SoundCloud. You'll also find us on Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, and wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Pray.com as well has a few of our, our podcasts from our, our study of Daniel. I'm really getting into this discussion here because of, of, of kind of the do's and don'ts. And there's a lot in here that, that men are prone to bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander. And, and But what I'm hearing as we're, we're talking about the idea of kindness and compassion and, and forgiving is that even when you're direct, you're, you're doing it out of concern. You're not, I, I, I take it the wrong, the wrong way is to, you know, run in, you know, you're stupid, you're dumb. Can't anybody do this right? You want you want to if you're going to foster some kind of leadership, yes, a leader who asks what he wants and expects you to meet your expectations, I think, is a respected leader and a respected boss, and you're providing the guidelines. But I I, I just want to wonder is is where do we kind of where do we worry about falling into uh, the cultural reading of all this, um, uh, where where sometimes and and I'm gonna I'm gonna call Bill out, yeah, and, and kind of dirty dozen is a bit a part of that. We all you know we all like it, but and they are you know they are guys, and we like the tough guy sergeant. I'm a big Lee Marvin fan. Right. I'll, I'll admit that, but oh, yeah. but also but but the, we also got a culture that says don't get mad, get even, you know, uh, give you know give as good as you get, and. Um, sometimes those are held up. I mean, I mean, you do you run do you run too closely of being you know the guy who says you know who takes no crap, who uh, who do you, do you run too closely to being the guy who who actually tilts the line and ends up becoming an uncompassionate, unkind, unforgiving person. Um, Ultimately, I think you do forgive your employees. You keep your employees on the job. You keep them coming back. You correct them. You think they're, you know, that means you think they have value. Um, but how close can you get before you start becoming, and, and maybe it's a whole different subject. Maybe it's pure socially before you get into the tit for tat uh, or, you know, I'll, I'll leave it at that if we'll, we'll go into a little bit more stuff if we have time. But, but do we have yeah. to check ourselves? Well, that's true. And I, I think, uh, once again, I, I kind of think Mike being a judge has probably run into this more than me. But I think what's really hurt society, particularly uh, lately, is the fact that we're not able to really define what an adversary is. Now, uh, you have temporary adversaries. Those are people that may be different politically from you. Uh, you have another adversary um, who's that's temporary. They got in line in front of you or cut you off when they were driving a car. And but those those kind of responses to those temporary adversaries are what get people into a lot of trouble. Uh, road rage, which Mike probably has to deal with being a prosecutor uh, is a prime example of that kind of thing. And I think that that happens when you have a society that our walls are basically pillows. It's, it's pretty hard to fail in America. 
It's not like you have to go out and hunt for your food. And if you don't come back with, then you go hungry and so does your family. So we create these kind of uh, temporary adversaries in our lives and we're, we're not able to temper that. And I, I think that that's a big, that's a big problem with men. And you, you see it all the time in sports, uh, particularly unsupervised sports. When, when I was a kid, uh, we'd play football or we'd play basketball. It might get out of hand. Somebody did a hard foul or something. You might push or shove each other, call each other a name. Uh, no big deal. Next week you were out playing with the same people. Nowadays, uh, that person may be disrespected, uh, go out to their car and get a gun. Uh, just, take, just take a temporary adversarial situation and just take it too far. And, and, and I think that's, that's part of maturity. And although we, we wanna be kind, compassionate and forgiving, that is that is more of how you help someone that is down not necessarily how you interact with people but i think as men because we're naturally warriors that's that's how we sharpen our iron and get ready for a real battle if we ever run into it um we have these fake battles these these temporary adversaries and that's 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 how we practice at it and if we can't pass that then we can't pass the real test that's a good point mike what do you think yeah i i, I remember bill uh, i i think first of all i think pick your fights wisely bill has said this in the past bill has explained to us that when he was in the navy i think they kidded him and made fun of him and he didn't it didn't bother him the question is whether or not, and, and, and the, where I get this, of course, the, the scripture says, uh, um, get rid of bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, slander, uh, uh, saying things bad about other people that are not true. Unwholesome talk is, I think, Steve, you referred to it earlier when you were talking about criticisms and things that hurt people's feelings. I mean, um, do not say things, first of all, do not joke at another person's expense unless you're real close friends and you can take it, right? You don't, you don't play games with people. You don't know if they can, they can, if they have a sense of humor or not. But um, the same thing with um, uh, ridiculing, criticizing, um, when you argue, I mean, I, I think, arguing is quite wise, like right now, and you could say we're doing a form of arguing, but I don't think that's at all. We're, we're considering everything we're talking about and we're weighing our own, our own personal experiences and what we believe about what these scriptures say. Uh, I think if, if you wanna argue, that's fine, as long as you're doing it for a purpose of learning. But again, uh, I had spoke last week about an individual who wanted to argue with me to make fun of me because I was a Christian. And I, I didn't know how to shut him down because I was a new Christian. Uh, had He was not arguing with me for the purpose of learning what I had to say in my experience coming to know Christ. He was arguing with me to state his point and waste a lot of time. So 
So in everything we do, and this can be, again, in some of the things that that Paul is stating here, man up wise, be wise. And, and, and Jesus said, be wise as serpents in your life and how you live your life, too. And, and I think that's how you pick your battles if you're going to pick battles. But mo in most part, he's stating some very positive things here. And, and, and that is, don't grieve the Holy Spirit by do things, doing things or saying things that may be considered foolish right and i i, I think uh i think yeah i think you can be kind and compassionate without once again like i said being a pansy uh for instance our children guys right we love our children and our children make mistakes we're not going to slap on the side of the head or, or do something that's in inappropriate for whatever act they did or if they had no knowledge of what they did wrong we will be compassionate with our children we dearly love our children so I, I again, once again, I think that you got to put that in in, in perspective. Um, anyway, that's it, Steve. Right. I, I I think it goes down to First Peter three fifteen sixteen, which we've talked about I think before. You know, but in your hearts regard Christ the Lord as holy, ready at any time to give a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do this with gentleness and reverence keeping a clear conscience so that when you are accused, those who disparage your good conduct will be put to shame. And then verse 17, for it is better to suffer for doing good if that should be God's will than for doing evil. And I think that last one is, going, is getting to the point that sometimes the direct approach is what's needed as you get to it. But it is, as you said, Steve, it's how you do it. But then also, if anybody's familiar, there's another management theory called the one-man manager where you go and you praise or you discipline with someone and then you never mention that discipline again. It's like, it's, it's not like the, the person that keeps tally. Here's all the things you've ever done wrong and I'm going to hold it against you. But it, it's, it's that one time we're going to go in, we're going to correct. And then, and then after that, we're not going to talk about that correction again. And I think part of the reason Paul's listing these things in Ephesus, he's dealing with the very, multicultural city I think is the easiest way to go there with a lot of new Christians who didn't maybe understand these were Gentile Christians these weren't Jews so they didn't understand okay hang on guys you can't steal you can't slander you can't do these things and in particular he's talking in regards to other Christians with how you react to other Christians versus how you react to the world and I think they're I think there's a there's there's a line and there's not a line all at the same time on how you react to it because with Christians we obviously have very definitive patterns and models and descriptions in Scripture about how to confront bad and evil. When we're dealing with non-Christians, I think there's a different approach we have to take. Yeah. Hey, while while we're talking to these guys, do you mind if if I just bring up one phrase there that we've all heard? And we all sometimes look at, um, well, well I, I think it's a great statement. We remember Flip Wilson telling us when he did things he wasn't supposed to do, he had sinned. He says, the devil made me do it, right? We all know the phrase that I'm looking at here. Do not give the devil a foothold in your life, right? Uh, any thoughts about that? Other than I, I know that he's saying, don't leave the door open for Satan he, to enter. And, and I... Go ahead. Go ahead. It kind of segues into what I was hoping to, to touch on, and 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 we're kind of running out of time, but because we we spent a lot of good time on on 
on the idea of kindness and compassion and forgiving. Now, that list that Paul gives earlier, and, it, and it, perhaps it is very apropos to our time, bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander. Um, I, I, he could be talking about social media. And I, I think... I think lately, I think, I think, and I have very mixed feelings about this because we work on social media. I, I use it to promote my work. We use it to promote man up, but I don't know if it's really that great in the long run. And I've been really kicking back because I think it's just become uh, a high for, for, for fostering all these traits, bitterness, yeah. rage, anger, brawling, mm -hmm. and slander. I, I, I don't people, you know, I, it's, I'm, I'm tired of it. And, you know, I'm not going to say I haven't participated in it. I just made a decision to stop. I, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll promote my stuff. I'll stay with the news groups and the, and the groups, but I'm not going to get into politics or, you know, because I really, I'm going to say it now. I don't care what you think. You're really on Facebook you know, and I've, and I've paired back the, the people on Facebook, you guys, some people I know from school, the, from some people I, I've cut back on, I, I've trimmed my friend list to people I really, you know, I'm interested in keeping up with, not, not the entire world. And I know that for there, there are people that, you know, you have an option on Facebook silence for 30 days or, you know, I made sure I silenced a few people until after, after the election and the way things are going, I may have to silence them for another 30 days while this whole thing resolves itself. But seriously, this, I, I think a lot of, a lot of the, the tension and anger is being fueled by, by social media and you you give Satan or the devil a foothold by indulging in it. I think that's, that's a good idea. really yeah. and and in some ways yeah. it's 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 hard. It's but but you know and and you know I think you can direct that energy elsewhere. And uh, yeah, the the temptation is you know Paul warned us about you know taming the tongue. We've got to take we've got to tame our fingers on the keyboard sometime <laughs> when we see some. Oh, I wrote this. I'm going to write back. And um, it's funny Steve mentions <laughs> that because as we started, I won't go into the whole thing. But I was talking about I was reading something on Twitter today on my personal Twitter, <laughs> not on the man up one, and I almost got into it, and then I said no, let's not. <laughs> You know, and, and yeah, I, I think there's a lot to that. I, I really do. And, and quite frankly, I want to go back to Facebook being vacation photos <laughs> and cat videos. <laughs> and, and, food video, and food yes, pictures. Picture. <laughs> hey, uh, Bill, any, any thoughts from you as we wrap up? Well, <clears throat> my only thought, um, as far as man goes, um, be appropriate your response understand you're a christian man understand who god is and your place uh in being the spoke in the wheel of this particular life and so those responses although it's easier uh to inflate yourself and the rage that you have by using a keyboard the reality is, is that you're a creation of God. Live that way. 
Mike, any any wrap up? Yeah, thank you. Um, Steve, I like exactly what you said. Yeah, you throw yourself out in front of the media. Right now, we are actually presenting ourselves out to the media and what we believe and or to the public, however you want to deal with it. The social media has become a place of of irreparable harm to some people. And once you once you get on that and you criticize people and you state things that 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 you shouldn't say, you can't pull it back, right, Steve? It's gone. It's and then Robert, uh, Bill, you you have to be careful what you say because once it comes out of your mouth and once it goes out on media, millions of people can see it, and it is gone forever. So I, I, I agree with you. I agree with Robert, uh, Bill. Be wise in what you say. Uh, it's better to be, say things that that build up people and make them happy or joyful than it is to criticize them and knock people down. Thank you, Steve, for asking. Great. great. Robert, any final thoughts? As Bill said, it's all about being appropriate and remembering that people who know you have faith, you are the you are the Bible they read. Excellent. And how you respond to things. So always temper your responses with that. Well, thanks, folks. Hey, it's uh, Thanksgiving week when this podcast drops. So uh, if you're listening, we wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Do things responsibly. I'm not here to tell you how you should uh, plan your Thanksgiving, but be aware that, you know, please, please be thoughtful of other people and use, use your own best judgment uh, our prayers are with you. Our thoughts are with you. Fine. Certainly, certainly one way to get away from the rage and brawling is to think about things you're thankful for. Uh, because despite, you know, the, the real, the real, I'm going to come out and say it, the real shittiness of this year for people both personally and globally, um, there's things to be thankful for nonetheless. And, and it's not, it's not a waste of time to even, you know, think about what those are. Uh, so uh, blessings from, from man up uh, our crew to your uh, family and friends. May you have a good, safe, happy Thanksgiving. And for us, uh, as I always say, uh, we really do uh, think biblical uh, Bible um, literacy is important. Uh, don't let somebody, don't let, don't let us tell you what's in the Bible. Uh, go and uh, find out for yourself, re find a good translation, read scripture, read scripture along with us. And if you disagree with us or have a thought, certainly let us know, uh, let us know through social media, but, but be kind, compassionate, and forgiving. And with that, uh, see you next time. This has been Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flame through into this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.